The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features ensure that you can take on any adventure. What kind of features? Well, how about the available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud? Or the standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together? How about available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone? We're always trying to think about those great spring and summer getaways, but with a car like the Hyundai Santa Fe, anywhere can be your next adventure. To learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe, go to HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. To the house, This is unbelievable. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Danny Cannell, Chip Patterson, Barton Simmons, and Tom Fernelli. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Danny Cannell. That's Tom Fernelli. That's Barton Simmons. It's Thursday. We know why you're here. So we're here to deliver the winners that you come for every Thursday with the locks edition of the show. Thank you to all of you that have already subscribed to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash cover three. It is that multi-platform excellence. You get to see our beautiful faces. You get to hear our incredible takes and our picks. Uh, so make sure you check that out again, youtube.com slash cover three, the cover three show on CBS Sports HQ continues on Thursday. We will be on at 4.30. On Friday, we will be on at 4.30. And a little bit of a tease, special guest, maybe a, maybe someone with some interest in uh, in this weekend's game. Much more on uh, the game and the many headlines surrounding it uh, coming up here in just a little bit. But gentlemen, uh, as, as we take a quick look back at the weekend that was, uh, it was a two and six Weekend for Tom Fernelli. Tom, what were the lessons learned across the uh, the weekend? This is how we're starting the show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, Tom, you sucked last week. What did you learn? Uh, I didn't really learn a whole lot, honestly. Just a bad week. There wasn't nothing to it that I could take away. I, I learned that uh, Boston College might be better than I thought it was offensively. I learned that uh, Syracuse. You know, the dome isn't always electric. And I learned that Mississippi State is not a good bet if they're not going to score on offense and KJ Costello is going to throw like 35 interceptions or whatever it was. That's what I learned. Okay. Uh, two and six on the week, 17, 19, and one on the season. Barton, three and three. Now, uh, 21 and 15. You maintain your lead in the season standings up 4.5 units. Uh, what were the big notes from your uh, week six on the lock spot? Always bet overs, never bet unders. Uh, two and oh on the overs, oh and one on the unders. Uh, Scott Satterfield might, might need a little bit of a shakeup on the defensive side of the ball. I'm not sure exactly what's going on there, but otherwise, you know what? 
it's a, I, I survived the week. That's fine. I can live with it. It was a, it was a tough slate. Yeah, it was a tough slate for everybody. Uh, four and four right here for your boy. Uh, a net zero, 22 and 18 on the season, up 2.2 units. Positive, but still trailing Barton for uh, first place on the season. I would say my uh, my I took it on the chin with uh, with USF, and I, I came back. I mean, listen, we'll we'll talk about maybe the the Bulls and the Owls uh, in a little bit as uh, as they look for a bounce back against Temple, the uh, the zero and one Owls after they finally got on the board. But yeah, I, I got to say the the overs were hitting and uh and and so were the uh, the Clemson unders big game dabo coming through so four and four on the week for me Danny live from uh New Haven Connecticut three and three on the week 19 and 18 on the season what were the big notes and takeaways from last week so we have our guy Fornelli is trust the process right yeah I'm gonna go with I think there's I think you have to go with trust the chaos this season like I, I went and I, I went back and I'm like LSU, they're, they got to be better than Missouri. Like, they still have this national championship hangover, sure, but still they have to have more talent. And then we see just absolute ca- uh, chaos unfold. They lose the game. Auburn should have lost Arkansas. I thought Auburn, I thought Arkansas was going to be atrocious this year, an easy win for everybody. And even though they had their first one in the belt, I just – I got caught up in some of the traditional favorites, we'll say – and I got to get off of those. So I'm going to trust the chaos of college football this season. And Florida State covered – Yes, they did. They're <laughs> back, baby. They broke the trend. But maybe maybe a little foreshadowing there for a little later. All right. Okay. Uh, y'all ready to lock it up? Let's do, Let's it. do it. We're picking locks. My blue plate special five-star locks are coming. Since 2005, when Service Academy's locked. Come get these locks. Five-star master lock. Lock it up. The under is 33 You like the group saving million dollars. You want these locks. I'm, I'm, I'm living and dying every, every point, every cover. All right. The uh, no winner on the week. <laughs> every i mean as as a group uh we were 12 and 16 uh, i was i was four and four barton was three and three danny was three and three let's go uh let's then you know what we should do let's just dive right in okay so alabama georgia just like the whole college football world around 6 p.m. Eastern time, just just shook a little bit. And, you know, thank you to those of you who listened to the emergency pod uh, as we sat down fresh off the CBS Sports HQ set to give our instant reaction to the news that Nick Saban has tested positive for COVID-19. He has left Steve Sarkeesian in charge of the preparation we mentioned how the coaching staff at Alabama is filled with former head coaches. The team has great senior leadership, but this game is still absolutely massive. What was a six-point Alabama spread has dropped now to four points in favor of the Tide. Um, like, Is anybody going to throw a lockdown on this one? Because whether or not we lock it up, uh, I do think that we at least need to, to spend some time breaking this one down because... 8 p.m. CBS, you know, CBS All Access will have the pregame, halftime, and postgame on CBS Sports HQ. Like, this is just going to be, it, even, it is, it is a, the weird storyline in what is still a massive game for all of college football, national championship race, SEC championship. So, I will say first, are there any locks? But regardless, I, I do want to hear where everyone's head is at is on, on this game. Because, I mean, come 7 p.m., Dependent, no matter what's happened with your card, 
you're going to want to get in on it, right? Like you're going to, everyone here is going to end up at least having some kind of angle come game time. It might be a principal big game under. It might be a wait for the live bet. It might be uh, a halftime play. But where are y'all at as we sit here uh, on Thursday? I got a lock. Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> Does anybody else? Yeah, I do. Nope. <clears throat> All right. I have so, a pick in my column, but I'm not locking anything up. Is that because of uncertainty? Like, is that yes, just with the idea yeah. that, okay. If, mm-hmm. if you told me today that the line was going to be three and a half for Alabama and you knew that the only issue Bama was going to have was Nick Saban and he was just not there, I would hammer Alabama. But I'm a little bit cautious of hammering Alabama at three and laying three and a half without kind of seeing where we go with this. Like we still have another 48 hours and some and change till the game. That last test, is anybody else impacted? Is there any other position players impacted? If not, I'll probably hammer Alabama if it's here at three and a half. But I don't know. So, so I'm going to say it's three and a half. That's uh, that's that's your best price. If you're on you Alabama, it, you if that, you're I, on Georgia, it's at four still. Yes. So you're so you're assuming Correct. I'm on Georgia, huh, Tom? I'm not assuming. I'm giving you all your available <laughs> options. <laughs> okay. We've been we we've been chip like and, and so we talked to Rusty and Travis Rusty Manzel and, and Travis Ryer, like broke down all the sides, <clears throat> um, got into every nook and cranny of this matchup. Um, I got on the Barton and Bud podcast and like Bud was just like getting into every like minor matchup. Uh, How are they against the middle of the field of defending it? How are they like attacking the middle of the field? You know, how, what does it matter if, you know, is, is it, is, is Alabama more equipped to defend this defense than they were Ole Miss's defense and all these, all the minutia of this matchup. And of which there's a lot, and it's a fascinating matchup. We've all we've we've gone over it extensively to this point, and but but like, look, sometimes I'm going to get into that, and sometimes I'm going to tell you when it's just sort of more hunchy. And this one, I got kind of shaken to my senses when I I got an email from a buddy of mine, shout out Beamer, and he was like, "You guys are totally overthinking this." He was like, "And this is a Georgia fan," and he was like. Stetson Bennett is going on the road to Alabama. Alabama is like this, like let put the house on Alabama. And I, and so, and, and he, he, he sent me that before the, uh, the, the Nick Saban news came out. And I was like, you know, that's a, that's like a pretty good point because we've seen Stetson Bennett to this point. He's been good. Like, I think he has been uh, a top half of the sec quarterback. He's been, he's been operational He's been consistent. He has given them what they needed. And, and yet, we, we got a lot of tape on Stetson Minute at this point. We know who he is. Alabama knows who he is. And, 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 and so I think that that is a defense that is going to force Georgia to make Stetson Minute beat them. And, and, and then the Nick Saban news pops. And the line drops now to three and a half. And... It, it at three and a half. So I was tempted to take Bama at six. Now it's down to three and a half. I'm getting two and a half points of value. Maybe I can even get more before kickoff. And I'm like, what's changed? I understand. And, and, and I sort of, and, and Chip, you, you cor- correctly sort of kicked me out of the, 
the the show for a second when I was like, I don't know, maybe Bama's better off without Nick Saban, which is a ridiculous statement. <laughs> like, that was absurd. But the idea that in a one-game setting, you can't circle the wagons and, and, and have a, an elevated performance without your, your sort of leader and, and that everyone can't pick up the slack, whether that be on the coaching staff, support staff, or, or on the player side, and and just really dial in for a, a really strong performance. I think it resonates to me, and so I, I just figure with the with the value that we're getting on this line, I'm I'm going to take Bama. Uh, tip of the cap to my to my guy for shaking me to my senses. I'm going Bama. Not Georgia's time yet. Maybe in the, maybe in the championship game when J T. Daniels is ready. But I don't think Stetson Bennett's got it. I, I mean, I'm so moved. I'm so moved by Barton's <laughs> preamble there that I am jumping in on his yeah. a lot. Right? I'm, I'm getting in on it. We're three and one when we're in lock agreement. I'm going to keep riding that Maverick and Iceman train. There we go. You you just echoed everything. I don't. I think they'll be fine. Yes. Word of caution: If you are thinking about this game, pay attention to who's playing and who's not. But I could not agree more with everything you just said. So count me in. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If I was going to do Bama at six, then I'm I'm going to be in on Bama at three and a half. And I, I loved uh, Barton your point that it's like not not just a, a Najee Harris for senior leadership, you know, but just Alex Leatherwood getting into his teammates' ass after they had to punt against Ole Miss, and then just coming back with a nastiness. I like I, I like the uh, oh my gosh, are we are we doing it? Mm-hmm. To infinity Ooh. and beyond. <laughs> All green. Infinity. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's like I said, it's in the column. I wasn't going to lock it up, but if everybody else is doing it, fine. I mean, <laughs> I, I wrote on the, in, in the Monday after, and I talked about it on the reaction pod last week on Saturday, like the lead of my column was my biggest takeaway from watching Georgia beat Tennessee. And then Alabama's game against Ole Miss wasn't Alabama's defensive struggles. It was my God, there's no way Georgia's offense can keep pace with Alabama or teams like that over the full 60 minutes with Stetson Bennett. And that hasn't changed, Nick Saban or not. And going into this matchup, I just I agree with Beamer Barton. I don't see Georgia going on the road and being able to keep up with that Alabama offense because the Georgia offense so far, if we look at S and P plus, I think it ranks in the mid thirties to upper to like low forties. I can't remember exactly off the top of my head. And while Alabama's defense isn't the Alabama defense that we think of, you know, from like five years ago when it was the most dominant force in the country it's still a top 20 defense in SP plus. So I look at the matchup, Alabama's got the offensive edge defensively. Georgia's got the edge, but unless they score points with their defense, I don't think that they're going to be able to cover the spread and win the game. Now, maybe they do that. It's just Mac Jones hasn't been turning the ball over. Alabama hasn't been turning the ball over. They've been good with the ball. They've been pretty much unstoppable with the football in their hands. So it's like Georgia's defense can only do so much for them in this game. So I, I, yeah, now that the spreads at three and a half, I mean, at least we finally found the answer to the world, you know, the life lifelong mystery of, of how many points to a spread is Nick Saban worth? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
two and a half points. That's yeah. like more than a starting quarterback sometimes, depending on yeah. who the starting quarterback is. I think it's too many too. I, I don't think he's worth that much personally. I, I, on a game day, if you lost him for you know weeks at a time, prep, all that, yes. But on game day, I don't think it's going to have that much of an yeah. impact. What, what, like what is Nick Saban's? What like what does he add to a program? He adds the the discipline, the structure, the, the day by day consistency, the culture. He's not calling the plays. I mean, I'm not saying he's like I'm not saying he's like just like sitting out there like chilling, like observing the game. Obviously, we know he's involved and active, and and he's he's a big part of the wins. But like that's not what Nick said. Like that's not why Nick Saban is the greatest coach of all time. It's because of the way he builds a program and maintains it. Does anybody want to get in on the total with me? No. No. Okay, under 56 and a half, a uh, little bit of a principal big game underplay. Uh, if you listen to the big big game mega breakdown, I think Travis Ryer, uh, specifically from Bama Online, said he thought it was going to be decided in the 20s, and that's going to be sweaty. 56 and a half is a hook over a key number, so we've got a little bit of an advantage there. But, you know, just the... The nature of of this game, if it is played a little bit tight, I think that uh, that we have a chance. Just a, a a gut, a principal fire. Like if if I was sitting around sweating this going into the night, like that's ultimately where I would land. And so I, I want to put my money where my mouth is here on the uh, the Locks podcast. So I will be going Alabama Georgia under fifty six and a half. A little bit of breaking news that affects one of my locks, which I'm now removing from the lock. Cincinnati, Tulsa postponed. That also takes a money line sprinkle off the board for your boy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who's Game responsible being for postponed that one? Due to positive COVID-19 cases with the Bearcats, it has been rescheduled for December 5th in Tulsa. It was a wonder. No! We were talking 20 mile per hour crosswinds, Chip. Oh! <sighs> <sighs> I mean, and especially there in the plains. I mean, that is that is just ripe wonder country right there. They're the the Golden Hurricane. They're like a wonder team. Their whole <laughs> their whole mascot is based on that. Well, that's disappointing. We're taking off a lock and a money line sprinkle. Um, all right. Uh, does anybody have any Friday night action or Thursday night? If you got any Georgia State, Arkansas State locks, but we got a BYU in action on Friday night. Anybody want to jump in on BYU Houston? I'm going to jump on them. Anybody else? Yeah. I, you guys know my feelings on Houston. They did get the win <laughs> against Tulane. It was pr- impressive. Um, this is to me is more about it, a little bit of an overreaction. This, I believe this line was at three and a half earlier and it's gone up to five where BYU is laying five. Uh, I think it could even move a little bit more that direction. I, BYU's 3-1 against the spread. Of course, last week it was set 34 and they only escaped by a touchdown. I feel like that was the wake up game. Oh, okay. And maybe a possibly a look ahead game to this one. I think this is probably most one of their opportunities where they could impress if they do have an eight, no season. Um, so I'm taking, I'm taking BYU and laying the five. I can get you four and a half. Oh, even better. And I like Houston, but, uh, but they turned the ball over five times. If you do that against BYU, they're gonna they're gonna make you pay. And uh, again, the principal BYU plays. If you catch them on a Thursday night, Friday night, or Monday night, or at ten fifteen Eastern time on a Saturday, they're bringing their A game. Get them lost in the weeds at three thirty p.m. Eastern time. You know they they know that nobody's watching. So it's big stage BYU. That's that's the principal here. So we're gonna be uh, laying the four and a half with the Cougs. I 
I'm not on any side of this, but I, I talked about it on HQ with you earlier this week, Chip. Is there no concern on either of your parts that BYU was a 35-point favorite last week, and now a week later, it's only a four-and-a-half-point favorite? There's there's nothing about that that worries any I've, of you. So the I think the Houston power rating is good because they've got speed and talent. Like I think that when odds makers look at Houston versus UTSA, I think they just they they see a better number. I don't think that it is as much BYU related or related to the performance. Like are you are you am I supposed to be worried that there's like player availability issues or something like that? Maybe, but I'm saying do you think that Houston would be a thirty two point favorite against UTSA? Maybe, and that's my power rating argument. My hunch is that Houston whatever Houston's number is, you know, because of uh like just just because of the uh, associated talent and the players that are on that roster. Like, if have you ever seen uh like shout out to Sportsline's Kenny White? Have you ever seen his little sheets where he's broken down the the point value of every single player? Like, mm-hmm. I think that whatever Houston's power rating is must be uh must be pretty good. Uh, all right. Sounds to me. Not concerned. <laughs> Not concerned. <laughs> uh, all right. So who's up? Who wants to get some? Barton, Tom, I'm over here uh, doing some last minute research on one of my on one of my plays, um, but I'll, I'll I mean I'm, I'm happy to go next. All right, I'll go if you need more time. Uh, have at it. I got. I'm gonna, <laughs> let me finish a little bit of research here. All right, I'm going to the ACC, taking my lock of the week in the six pack, taking our beloved Pitt Panthers plus thirteen and a half at Miami. Uh, This is just a situation where we saw last week Clemson defensively kind of gave the world the blueprint for how to slow down this Miami offense by keeping De'Aaron King in the pocket, forcing him to go to his receivers consistently to move the ball down the field. And he struggled to do it. Miami struggled to do it. Now, of course, Clemson's able to do things defensively that very few other teams are able to do because it has Clemson's defense and it has Clemson's talent and it has Clemson's corners. But if we look around the ACC, there are only two other good defenses really in the conference, and those are Notre Dame and Pitt. And Notre Dame's defense might be a little bit buoyed by the fact that it's played Duke, USF, and Florida State so far. Pitt's defense has been spectacular as well. Pitt has very good talent on its defensive line. And while I don't think that it's going to be able to do the same kind of job Clemson did to stopping Miami, I do think that it's talented enough defensively to at least limit what Miami is going to be able to do offensively. So I think that this is going to be a lower scoring affair, although I don't really like a play on the total very much. But what I do like is that in what I expect to be somewhat of a low scoring rock fight, I'm getting just about two touchdowns with Pitt. So lock that up for me. The Panthers plus 13 and a half. Lock agreement. Yeah. (laughs) Give me another one. Oh, wow. Yeah. Lock it up. Look at this. So it's it's interesting you went to that game because what I was actually doing, this is the game I was researching before making this pick because the only thing I'm concerned about here, Kenny Pickett is banged up. And and so – I kind of want to make sure I'm comfortable with the backup quarterback situation, maybe comfortable with Kenny Pickett's health. I, it sounds like he's probably going to still play. Um, and, 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 but like, a, this was almost like a borderline, uh, 
spooky line, like one that's almost scared me off. This feels way too big. Uh, these teams are, are actually the numbers say they're very similar. They're almost they're they're kind of re- um, opposites of each other, reverse reflections of each other. Um, Pitt has a really good defense, uh, and and yet it's a defense that gives up big plays. Um, Miami's offense actually hasn't been great. It just generates big plays. Um, and, and sort of the, the reverse is true for their other units as well. I, I, I think that Miami's par- part of the issue for Pitt this year has been they're really good at the defensive line, but they're not great on, in the secondary. They've given up some big plays in the past game. Miami's receivers have not really been making anybody pay to this point in the season. I think that that that's sort of negated a little bit. Uh, I think that Pitt's defensive line will be able to do some of the things that the Clemson's defensive line was able to force Miami into. And I, I think that Pitt is, is they're inconsistent on offense, but they're capable of getting some big plays. They're capable of generating points. So I just think this is like way too big of a number, especially when you're talking about the the uh, hangover effect of a Miami team, which is always present. This they just got done with this big matchup against Clemson, best biggest game of the weekends, Herb Street calling it, all that stuff, and then now they got to come back and play Pitt, who's just your classic like hangover buster, like the, like just the team you don't want to play when you're hungover. And I, I I think Pitt could win, and and certainly I'm going to take thirteen. 13 plus it was when I had it written down before it was at 14 and a half I know it's not there now I'm going to take the 14 maybe before it comes back to 13 and a half I'll take the two touchdowns three times the Hurricanes have had a game day site right you get that extra energy you get the prime time window you're just in and now they're coming back home noon game ACC network uh, they're allowing 13,000 fans. They, I'd be surprised if they get 1,300. It's just a game that that fan base is spoiled about. Like they're, it's, oh, man, we lost against Clemson. Well, when's our next big game? It's not Pitt. They're not thinking that way. And I, I just – I think it's interesting because we talk about Miami. Are they back? If you want to prove you're back, this is the game that you need to win and win impressively. And I don't think they're back yet. So I, I look at this one. It opened at nine and a half. I was going to ask you guys, was there some news out of this game? Was there something when you see that much of a move one direction? But if it's just people saying, oh, Miami's back. This is a team that's, you know, was right there. I still think they have a long way to go. So I'm taking the two touchdowns as well. I, th- I think I, it, I'd be know, tempted to take it at nine and a half too. To be I, yeah. I, I, mean, yeah. I had it written down at 10. Then this uh, yeah, I originally had it at I 10. Yeah. yeah, I liked it then. And I like it even more now. And Barton, I heard you mention it. I was considering it for a money line sprinkle. I don't think I'm, I'm not going to go there, but it was one of the games I had as a potential option. Confidence is a big part of uh, trying to make sure that we've got our picks down. Confidence is a big part for everyone as you go about your your world, as, as, as you're doing your job, as, as you're trying to be uh, the person that you want to be out in the community and feeling confident in your clothes. It really helps you go after your goals. It helps you be that kind of person. And one thing that can really help you with confidence is Express. Express is all new with its all-day comfort. And as you're putting on those Express pieces, it feels like like you're wearing your favorite sweats, but 
It's got a flattering fit. You don't look like a slob, even if you feel just as comfortable as if you've got your sweats on. They've got wrinkle-resistant fabric that's going to allow you to be able to have uh, the same outfit and carry it into many different situations. And that is what you're going to need. You want to have one outfit that's going to work for the, the most casual hangout or the most dressy work event. And you can have $25 off your $50 purchase if you text COVER to 397-737. That's once again, text COVER to 397-737, receive $25 off your $50 purchase. You can put together with all the different pieces that Express has with its all new, all day comfort, you can put together the perfect outfit. Heck, do it for a whole week. Again, text COVER to 397-737 to receive $25 off your $50 purchase for all new, all day comfort from Express. All right, let's, uh, let's keep it in the ACC. Uh, all right, Danny, rivalry game. Let's, let's, let's bring it. Let's bring it to the forefront. Oh, that's right. What you got? North Carolina in the top five. Yep. Playing a game as a top five team for the first time since 1997. It was deemed Judgment Day. They were taking on the number three Florida State Seminoles, Keenan Stadium. Place was rocking. There were people hanging off the buildings. Chapel Hill ain't never seen college football quite like that. Head coach then Mac Brown. Head coach this Saturday, Mac Brown. In that game, North Carolina just couldn't block him. Couldn't. Final score is 20 to 3. Little little Chip Patterson in the stands. You know, had his little daily tar heel out studying the depth chart. He he was screaming. He's he couldn't believe that North Carolina couldn't block him. But on this Saturday in Tallahassee, Florida State won't be able to stop him. Couldn't block him then. Now you're not going to be able to stop them. But as I dug deep on this game and as I dug deep on North Carolina, trying to get my head around a team that will be favored in its next four or five games that could enter that two-game stretch against Notre Dame and Miami at the end of the year, 8-0. Could. So what's the weakness? Defensively, they are thin and they are inexperienced. And so as Jordan Travis, JT, as Charlie Ward, friend of Danny Cannell, likes to call him, as he continues to get some confidence, and as we saw Florida State's offense be able to move the ball a little bit on Notre Dame, I think that North Carolina's offense, combined with its weakness on defense, and Florida State starting to gain confidence on offense, I really like the over in this game. So I'm going to go North Carolina, Florida State, over 63 and a half. A lot of points, big number, but in the year of the over, that's just, it's what I'm smelling right now. What year was that game you referenced in Chapel Hill? 97. Okay, that was after I was gone. I thought, because there was a game probably in 93 when uh, Sean Jackson, our running back, got into a fight with somebody in the stands, was chirping, and he went up and gave him a bloody lip. Yes. And I was just saying, was that a young Chip Patterson? That was before <laughs> your time. That was before your time. So I didn't remember that. I thought you were bait me. I thought you were going to lay the 13 and a half and take the heels. I like the over. I don't – I didn't get my text from Charlie this week. I don't have the confirmation. I kind of like Florida State getting two touchdowns here, but I'm not touching this game. I like where you're thinking, though. The ACC, by the way, overs the last three weeks are 12 and three overs. And like can't defend in that conference. And and uh, some of it for North Carolina is that 
the young guys haven't come far enough along that the defensive staff trusts them to put them out there in some of these big games that are close. And so the starters, are, legs are getting tired. And if you do put them out there, they might be totally lost. And so I, I think that this is going to be a spot where for a couple games, because they're going to have to build out that depth before you get to the end of the season. For a couple games, we might see North Carolina overs as a little bit of a principal play. I like, yeah, I, I, I thought about this over. As I as I just did, oh, my, really? I'm did my over did my over hunt for the weekend. Uh, this was on the, this, this was in the crosshairs at one point. So I I wish you well. The over army wishes you well. We'll we'll be rooting for you. All right, who's up? I'll go. Uh, I guess we should probably wash the over out of this with an under. I <laughs> am taking the under. Where's it at? What's the best I can get? 61. I'm taking the under 61 and a half in another ACC game. I'm talking about Virginia and Wake Forest because, gentlemen, what in the world have we seen from either one of these offenses that warrants the total being in the 60s in a game between them? Wake Forest put up 66 on the fighting camels. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they put up 66 on the camels. They, and they put up points on NC State, but it's just... Virginia, like if we're looking at a 61 and a half total where Virginia is the three, three and a half point favorite, depending on where you're looking, that means Virginia is going to have to score 34, 35 points in this game for it to go over. I have seen nothing from Virginia to suggest to me that it's getting near that total. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very comfortable taking the under here. Lock I'm, agreement. Ooh. Yes. Welcome back. <laughs> okay. Did, how many of you guys watched the Virginia game last week? I did. Okay. So when you when you saw Lindell Stone trot out there at quarterback, wearing number 36, all 240 <laughs> pounds of them, bearded, like what would like what did you think that that looked like? I, I mean, feel free to answer, but I I I, I frat, suspect I, frat intramurals. <laughs> Look bit. But I, I think you probably you weren't ready to go there in your head, but you probably looked like that's a, that's a married man with a kid at home. <laughs> and what you may not realize is that is in fact a married man with a kid at home. Like he has got a wife and a kid. He's I did not like, know that. he has, he has like this. He's not like worried about this game. He's got a kid. <laughs> they got a big, like big formula for you know, like this, like this is this. He he went out there with Virginia. Like Virginia asked him to throw it fifty six times, and he's not capable of doing that at a at a high level. And so, I respect number thirty six, Lindell Stone, and the effort that he gave over the weekend. And I think his teammates have a lot of respect for him, but he is not a guy. They're going to go put it on his arm once again. He is a guy that they're going if, – if he's starting out like a Brennan Armstrong was – he got concussed, uh, you know, there's a chance he could be back. It sounds like it's more than likely going to be Lindell Stone. So what, what here's what Virginia doesn't want. They do not want to get behind and get in some sort of shootout against Wake Forest, who is going to try to push the pace. Like if Wake Forest has their way, this will go, go over. But I think Virginia, who has a really good defense – who has a run game that they're going to really lean on is, is not going to let their, their, their married family man try to just like toss it around the yard and, and run up the score. So 
I like the the uh, the under here. Does anyone else have a play on this game? I do. Okay, all right. Because then I, I got another play I want to bring up. I'm gonna bring up. I'm gonna take the Deeks. Interesting. Yeah, I I, I think the Deeks plus the points is uh is the play here. I don't know why you are coming to the artist formerly known as BB and T Field thinking you're gonna withdraw a win. Uh, this is a Wake Forest team that can kind of cook on offense. I mean, they just that that is not just looking at the 66 points that they put up against the Fighting Camels, but also just sort of looking at the way that uh, that that they've kind of got things running. Good old CBS, you know, that's their that's their new uh, their their new go to back right now. Sam Hartman's playing with a lot of confidence. So I'm, I, I, feel, I feel like Wake Forest is the right side. I feel like they win this game. And so uh, I feel like wrong team's favored. Wrong team favored. So I, I did actually have, this was the Wake Forest plus the points is a, you know, pick in the margin for me. That was one that I, I definitely considered. And in fact, if you like the under, you could almost play Wake as a hedge because I think if, if, if Virginia wins this game, I, I just don't see it going over, but if for some reason Wake is, I mean, and I think Wake could pull the upset, then again, then you may necessitate uh, a more pass happy Virginia. You know, Wake may have established the tempo and the pace of this game. Uh, so I think it's, I think that could be a hedge that I, that I sort of dabble in on, uh, on Saturday. Wake's defense is concerning. That's what has me from jumping uh-huh. on the, uh, the under, but yeah. I, I trust, I trust where the claw fence is at right now. Again, I know it was Campbell, but it's just you look in the you look in the like initial phase, like stages of that game or the way that they responded from going down really early to NC State and sort of kept coming back with haymakers. It's a small sample size team, but I'm I'm with it. Give me the Deeks plus the points. So because I feel a, a little bit um, ashamed to be jumping on an under. Uh, I, I feel like I do owe it to the over army to, to come back and deliver an over pick for you guys. And so there's, look, you could go over anywhere on the slate. This is an over year. So just, you know, have at it, you know, spray the board with overs. But the one that I'm, I'm digging into here is an SEC over. This is the, this is the new big 12. This is the big 12 2.0. So I don't care whether these are traditional, uh, you know, grind it out type of teams. This is the new era. Uh, Chad Morris versus Mike Bobo. Uh, I, I, I think Auburn, South Carolina, the number is 51 and a half. The number is, is, is for a 2018 Auburn, South Carolina. Um, this is 2020. And so Colin Hill's capable. Mike Bobo has got a little of that Colorado State in him now. This isn't the Georgia Mike Bobo. This is the Colorado State Mike Bobo. Uh, they've run the ball pretty well. South Carolina, like they've they've um, they've got some balance. They're figuring out ways to get the ball in the hands of their playmakers. This is not the Auburn defense that we're used to. Not that it's a bad unit, but it's not it's not an elite unit. I think we're at the point now where we can start to see a little bit of progression offensively from Auburn. I think you know you got Chad Morris. We know you know he wants to go fast. He's told us that a bunch of times. Um, and Bo Nix, you would think is going to start to settle in a little bit. And look, they got Anthony Schwartz the ball a bunch of times last week. I think they know where their playmakers are. Um, I just think that these two teams, I think it's a close game. I think South Carolina could win it. I don't really know what's going to happen on the side, but I think these two teams are going to figure out 
a way to get the ball in the end zone a few times. And so I'm going to go over, a, a, I think, a, a, a reasonable number at 51 and a half. Martin, you'll be happy to know that on our, our Tuesday HQ, Cover Theory and HQ Picks show, I took the over in this game as well. Look at that. Wow. I'm not locking it up, but I did take the over. I do think it's the right play here. I've, uh, does anybody else want to, is anybody jumping on the side? I want to get on South Carolina, Come on. but I'm not going to. You on it? Oh, absolutely. We are going to be right, swinging <laughs> from the million dollar chicken outside <laughs> of williams Bryce Stadium. All right. You don't spring the money for the bronze chicken if you don't want to make sure it's used for a, a celebration for taking down <laughs> a ranked Auburn team. Uh, uh, this is a little bit of ball, don't lie. Looking back at the Arkansas game, this is loving uh, South Carolina's competitiveness late in the game against Florida. And I just think, especially when that spread came out, I was like, well, if we're looking for uh, the spots where there's going to be a couple of uh, interesting results along the way, potential upsets, you've got the the ranked against unranked, the South Carolina t- team that played a little bit above its head earlier in the year, Got a lot of good vibes coming off the Vanderbilt game. I yeah, let's 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 go Gamecocks plus three. And I'm I'm not gonna spoil anything, but I wouldn't hate it if you want to make it a a little you know. But we'll we'll see we'll see by the end of the show if that's where we go. I, I like the three points though as a little bit of wiggle room. So I'll take South Carolina plus you get three. Three and a half, right, Tom? Three and a half, oh. yeah. Even better, oh, even yeah. better. And I have a feeling this game might get to up to four, four and a half when the game starts. So. I'm going to take it with you. I, 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 all the same things. I like the fight against Florida. They were extremely competitive in that game. If they would have gone a little bit faster, maybe they would have been a bit closer. The get right game against Vanderbilt. That's the confidence boost you needed playing at home. And what my eyes are telling me about Auburn is this is a team that's in disarray right now. They are still trying to figure things out. They're just, they're not as good defensively as they, as were, as they were last year. I'm trusting the chaos too. This is a total chaos game for the SEC. All right, I'll go next. I'm going to take, I'm going back to the ACC well. I'm going back to the underdog well because we've mentioned how this has been a great year for overs. It's been an even better year for underdogs. I am taking a team that I will now promise to respect for the rest of the season after disrespecting a little bit before the year, not really believing in it, but I have, I have seen the light. And I'm taking Boston College plus 12 and a half at Virginia Tech. This Eagles team is just, like I said, it's better than I thought it was going to be. I was very skeptical of what this team was going to look like coming into the year with Jeff Halfley in his first year, not having a spring practice, not having your typical kind of lead up to a season. I thought we were going to see a very poor team that had, you know, like a bit of a rebuild. Hasn't been the case. They came out strong in their opener against Duke. That Texas State game we held against them at the time, but in retrospect, it seems more along the lines that Boston College was just kind of taking the week off to prepare for, you know, its game the following week. And it looked good last week against Pitt. I think this is a good team. And I look at Virginia Tech, who has done a great job running the ball, and I think is probably still going to win this game. But Virginia Tech's run defense has been awful so far this season. So I think that Boston College and Phil Yurkovic are going to be able to move the ball on them enough to at least stay within range here. So I like the Eagles. I am. Uh, oh, are you on the are you on this game? Me? Yeah. Uh, I no, but I love it. I'm not. Stay, right. But stay, stay tuned for the money line sprinkle. Oh, oh. it feels a little like the Duke Virginia Tech game last year. Oh. All right. So I'm. Um. I'm. I. I am. 
I'm in the I'm in the reserves, Barton. I'm in the over army reserves for this one right. because I'm in yeah. I'm in on the over for North Carolina, Florida State, and I am in on the over for Virginia Tech, Boston College because Boston College wide receiver Zay Flowers is a problem. He leads the ACC in receiving. He leads the ACC in receiving touchdowns, and nobody can cover him. And Virginia Tech's secondary, that which was down, it's starting two corners against North Carolina, and look, they're they're starting to get a little bit back. Uh, you know, 23 players out in game one, 21 players out in game two, 15 players out in game three. They're starting to get more players available, but I still think that that defense and the defensive backfield in particular is just just not all on the same page right now. I mean, they don't have things locked down, and that is going to be a problem when trying to defend Flowers. So I think Flowers gets two touchdowns and has about 120 yards receiving, maybe more. And I do think Virginia Tech's going to be able to run the ball. So uh, I, I like the over. Is it 62? Is that the best number I'm going to be able to get? Yeah, I can get you 62. Yeah, I'll, I'll go over uh, 62. ACC overs have looked pretty good uh, this week on the board, but... That's uh, that's the one I'm locking up. Chip, you've got seven games on your card already. I'm almost. I think I'm done. I've got no. I've got one more left. Yeah, and of course you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got. I've got one left. Uh, All right. I'll, Danny, I'll squeeze one in here. Barton. Um. I guess. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. I'll squeeze one in here. So, uh, what what do we? Danny, what is it called when, like, in a spread offense, when um, you know, a wide receiver sees a uh, or a quarterback sees a wide receiver uncovered and he just like gets the ball out to him real quick. Is it like, like, what is it? Easy access yards or yeah. Yeah. I like that. Free, I like free, that a- free access. Is that what they used yeah. to call it? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to, I'm just going to take some free access uh, money here. Just like it's out there. You just got to take it. You know, if you're not going to cover me, I, we're just going to take our five yards. And if, if Kansas is laying like <laughs> they're catching anything less than like 30 something, then I'm just going to take it. So West Virginia, Minus, I don't know, it was 22 or something, whatever uh, it is. 21 and a half, I can right. give you. Yeah, 21 and a half. <laughs> just, That's sure. free access. That's six yards. You know, well, it's second and four. You know, we'll take that. Second and four. I, I, do, I, don't, I don't think I have to go into some deep dive breakdown of this one. It's just Kansas has not shown us yet that it has any capability of being competitive. Now, if it shows us, then if, if they, if, you know, if they're in some sort of like, you know, trap coverage where they're buzzing a you know flat defender out there, and then I didn't see it coming. Then sure, okay. But right now, it's 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 free access yards. So give me give me a West Virginia uh, laying twenty one and a half. That is the big noon Saturday premier mm-hmm. Big Twelve game. Big of one game. It's the, of the only week. Big Twelve game going this week. Yeah. <laughs> Danny, what you got? Gonna be watching. All right, I I've been inspired. Uh, you know. Barton mentioned the SEC as the new Big 12. And then he went and picked a game that was what the total was, 51 and a half or something like that. That's not a Big 12 total. You know what a Big 12 12 total is? Yes. 76. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to hop on the lane train. I'm going to hop on this new revamped Arkansas. Felipe Franks has been on fire the last two games. I think this is going to be wild. We know we're going to get production. We know we're going to get a ton of offense. I think you could see this game easily getting in the 40s. So I'm going to hop on there. I'm going to stop trying to go the other way and play contrarian. I'm just going to embrace it. 
and I'm taking the Ole Miss Arkansas. I liked Ole Miss, but I was like, no, nah, don't overthink it. Just take the – I was like, oh, it's going to be a high possession game. Of, well, yeah, if it's going to be that, it means they're scoring a lot of points. So give me the over in the Ole Miss Arkansas <laughs> game. I'm telling you, Barton's preamble at the beginning of the show really inspired me. So that that his influence Iceman, is all over this. So I'm you've just been over. promoted to general <laughs> the over his <laughs> army. If you are willing to jump on a 76 number in an SEC game, you, yeah, you get a, why not? You get a star it's on chaos. your sleeve. It's the year of chaos. Listen, I got another just, good over. If anybody wants to get on, no, Tom, you get in on show it. <laughs> that we're a team, even though I I'm fundamentally opposed to this. I can get you a 75. I kind of, I kind of wish it was seventy six. Yeah. Then lock it up <laughs> at seventy six. I can easily type that into the document for no, you. We got to, we got to give, give <laughs> no, no, you know. Um, wow, you just like okay. I'm not going to just get on it, but that was so. I was actually going to just offer it up just to make sure everyone saw, all the listeners out there saw. There is a seventy six number in the SEC, and if you wanted to get sort of an honorary inclusion into the overs army, play it. Um, and I wasn't even necessarily ready to play it, but that like Danny jumping on it is so inspiring. I, I'm going <laughs> to stay away on the pod, I think, but I, I'm, I'm probably going to play it in real, like in real life. <laughs> my, my concern is how many points do you need Arkansas to score? Uh, well, I mean, 28, how, you need how four touchdowns, right? right? <laughs> They can get 28. Easy. Yeah. I think they can easy in their sleep against that defense. Ole Miss ain't, they're not stopping anybody. <laughs> they did only defend 41 available yards against Alabama. Right? And, and, Kentucky rushed for 40 you know, this yards. Is, I don't them. know if this is a, uh, a positive or a negative in, in terms of the, the play, but uh, this is brother, brother-in-law versus brother-in-law. Jeff Lebby versus Art Bryles. The, uh, the, the, the Art Browse or uh, Jeff Levy versus Kendall Browse, rather. Um, the Art Browse system uh, in full effect here. So, I, yeah, it's big 12. Big 12. New, I mean, big 12. What more do you need? You know, you know what, guys? Yep. I, I can't do not do this. Uh, lock fight. Sorry. Prince. Fight. Just fight. So disgusted. Fight. Fight. I, I'm taking the under 76 in this game. <laughs> can't let it stand maybe we middle well, maybe there's 75 and a half just... points scored but i i just i can't stand by and let this happen you got <laughs> you guys martin's well, not officially no, in on I'm this not officially right in. yeah it's it's happening yeah. on on our podcast the reputation will, of the pod is just not, going down the tube. yeah no. what's your record in uh lock fights with me uh i don't think it's good just, let me see. <laughs> no, it's three and oh. Yeah, You're 0 and 3. Just to point out, if anybody's listening, decide which side to take. It's just the process, <laughs> not the results, kids. That isn't like Danny. <laughs> I just want to tell you, man, just you taking that over 76 is invigorating to me. The rest of my day, the rest of my I day is going to be good. <laughs> Are you, is anybody, uh, I, I'll give you one. How about have you seen the line in the UCF Memphis yeah, was game? It 73. 73 yeah. and a half. I kind of wanted to get on that one too. Just go in like full embrace. I'm not I going mean, to. It's though. probably going to hit. Like, I'm I know. No, nah, I'm not going to get on that one. I just, I, I, I was wondering if UCF was going to be able to avoid false starts enough to be able to get down the field. If you, yeah, I mean, did y'all see that? UCF's false starts alone rank number one in college football and penalties. 
Just the false starts. <laughs> Seems like something that's fixable, isn't it? Is it? When yeah. you're trying to go that fast? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, these days, everything is go, go, go. Kind of like UCF's offense. It's nonstop hustle all the time. You know, work, friends, family. There's a million pressing social issues, and there's an expectation to just be on 24-7. Sometimes you need to slow it down. You need to take an under. You're going to have a false start unless you take some time to sit back and chill. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light wants you to know that no matter what the sport is on, what sport is on this fall, Saturdays are just your time. That is that is your time with Coors Light. I mean, maybe your your team isn't even playing that particular week. Maybe that's even a better time to chill. There's still plenty of teams and plenty of sports that are on TV to give you an excuse to chill and drink a beer. I mean, Coors Light is the official beer of watching college football just to drink beer. So flip through the channels, find a game, and crack open a cold Coors Light. Win. You crack open that Coors Light, you're going to know that it is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged, literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for any moment to unwind. Coors Light is the one that I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for a beer that's made to chill, get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at GetCoorsLight.com. CoorsLight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I also thought about UCF minus three and a half, but the, that false start uh, statistic had me uh, a little bit shaken. All right, I've got I've got one left before money line sprinkles. I've got three left. Huh. Get going. So, so I'll go with my next one. I'm going to go back to the SEC. I am taking. See here, you know what, Chip? You asked me at the top of the show if I learned any lessons last week, and I was 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 I was, I was too defensive. I was angry that we were starting the show that way. I did learn a lesson last week, an actual lesson. And that lesson is I am never going to trust Jarrett Guarantano against a good defense again. And you know what Jarrett Guarantano is going against this week? Good defense. A good defense. So I am taking Kentucky plus six at Tennessee. Okay. Oh, like- No. No, 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 no. Oh, you thought, you thought I was going to, you thought I was still on the Kentucky train. No, I'm, I'm not quite, I'm not, I'm not quite sure what to make of Kentucky. Like I truly, like I, this is one of the more confounding teams, I think to this point. Danny, nothing. Save it. A little, little teaser for later. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Tom, you want to, you want to throw out another one? All right, fine. Well, since we're here, uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to, you know, my specialty now, boys. I'm going to a game that I know there won't be any lock agreements. I know there won't be any lock fights. I know there won't be any of that stuff because none of you even looked at these games. It's Middle Tennessee Uh, minus six and a half against North Texas. No. Oh. (laughs) Close. It is another bottom 25 matchup. I am taking the fighting Jake Spavitals. Texas State plus three at South Alabama, and the principle is very simple here. I don't take bad teams as favorites. South Alabama is not a good team. It is a bad team. It is favored against a Texas State team that is better than its record indicates. Its loss to Troy was a 20-point loss, and sure, that's not great looking, but Troy, you know, is probably a better team than we realized just because it got its butt kicked by BYU. But Texas State, in games against Southern Miss, you know, it, it or 
it's one and four, but it lost to SMU, UTSA, and that Boston College team I took earlier by nine points combined in those three games. It's been in every single one of its losses, and I think it's better than South Alabama. Frankly, the Texas State should be favored in this matchup, so I'm going to take the Bobcats in three points. Love it. Sounds right. Um, no I, lock agreements. No lock agreements anywhere. I, I made I made a note for personal. I'm not just gonna like you know jump on it to to capitalize. I think that is a very 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 good pick. One that I may choose to uh, to follow or uh, or use later. But I don't I don't want to mess up the standings. You know I keep for the integrity of this competition. I'm not gonna jump on it. But that is that is a, a, a great a great line of thinking. Um, so all right, Danny, how many do you have left? None. Okay. I just got my money line sprinkle. I can't quit him. I can't, can't quit the Louisville Cardinals. I just, I can't. I, I'm looking at this, uh, this Notre Dame team. And look, so I go to dig in on Notre Dame's availability this week, everything they're saying, and it is all signs pointing to a better performance from the defense. Brian Kelly called it one of the worst defensive performances of the Clark Lee era in 29 games that Clark Lee has been the defensive coordinator. It was only the fourth time that someone had scored 26 points or more. It was only the fifth time that an offense had gone for 400 yards or more against the Irish. They snapped it back after halftime, uh, you know, seemed played a really, really tight, took us to undertown in a miracle 13 point second half. But, you know, you would think that this is going to be a chance for them to come back. You know, they had a 21-day layoff from competition. But I, I just, I mean, one in three Louisville, backs against the wall, so many offensive weapons. I just, 17 points is a lot. 17 points is a whole heck of a lot. I can't quit you, Scott Satterfield. Haven't been able to since your days in Boone. I'm I'm gonna take Louisville plus 17, and if I can get 17 in a hook, I'll take it. But you can, yeah. Let's go. Best number I can get. I'm taking the Louisville Cardinals. Yeah, this this was in the crosshairs of the over army as well, uh, because the the thing that gives me a little hesitation, a little pause there, because I agree. You know, Louisville showed that they could move the ball on, on Notre Dame last year, and um, you know, Malik Cunningham is is if 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 he has a, a good game, watch out. But I'm just not sure. I think I think Notre Dame's offense is kind of figuring some things out. I think that they're starting to get rolling a little bit, get 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 old up, and um, I'm just not sure Louisville's going to be able to stop them. That, that, so um, I like that I think, over. Yeah, I think that over is is kind of right for the picking too. Mm, make a mental note, but I'm going to stick gonna, with it. You going to take it? No. Nah. Let's see. So if 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 Notre Dame gets like 42. What's the math there? Then, then Louisville's got to get twenty four something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, what's it at? It's at uh, sixty four. Yeah, actually, let's go over. Yeah, I'll throw it but, on there. Like both, both of them, or just? <laughs> but yeah, or, both of them. Okay. Louisville right. plus seventeen and the over. It's a freaking ten play week. Man, <laughs> you've got a lot of action out there. <laughs> I'm jealous. Um, all right, I'm done. Don't let me get another one out here before the money sure? line sprinkle. Please take it away from me. Who's who else has got something left? Martin, do you right. have anything left? Yeah, yeah, I got all one right. more play. Cool. Um, judge not, gentlemen, lest you be judged. Judge not, lest you be judged. Hugh Freeze is redeemed this weekend, <laughs> boys. He his, the, the redemption story of Hugh Freeze. 
is is it, it it's it has already begun, but it gets a jolt of energy after he beats Syracuse and our beloved Dino fighting Dino Babers. Um, this team, let, let, let me just let me throw out a couple numbers for you for Syracuse. First of all, Quote, um, quoting the book of Matthew and ignoring the book of Dino. Come on, man. <laughs> so this is kind of a remarkable here. Um, offensively, Syracuse, 76. But keep in mind, there's 76 teams playing. 76 in the country in success rate. 75th in the country in marginal efficiency. 72nd in the country in three and out percentage. Now, they are 18th in the country in marginal explosiveness. 13th in the country in ISO PPP, which is a, a Bill Conley stat to measure explosiveness, but their explosive play rate is 74th in the country. So they never have them. Uh, they're 76th in the country in rushing success rate, 76th in the country in passing success rate. This offense has just been awful. Like in every way you can spin it, it's been awful. Now Tommy DeVito is out. And so you've got, uh, you, you know, your, your offensive line coming into the season was sort of a mess. You, your running backs opted out. Now you're onto your backup quarterback and you're playing a Liberty team that granted hasn't really played anybody any good, but has looked pretty darn good doing it. And it's a team that can score points. Hugh Freeze is a coach that is, I, I, I think, one of the best in the country at putting points on the board, regardless of where he's at. Malik Willis has been having a good year at quarterback. So I, I think I think Liberty's a better team, and maybe significantly so. And so I'm going to go ahead and lay three and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half. I'll take it. Uh, give me Liberty. Um, I think that they win, and I, I'm not sure it's super close. What? I mean, I think that they win by a touchdown uh-huh. plus. Repulsive. I mean, I'm not thrilled about it, but he's right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have one pick left, but I know Danny's got to catch a fight, so I'll be really quick about it before, so we can get the money line sprinkles. I'm taking Western Kentucky plus 14 at UAB. Western Kentucky has not covered a spread yet this year. It has to happen eventually. It happens this week. All right. I love it. Time for money line sprinkles. Danny, what's yours? All right, uh, Barton, before we were talking about the Kentucky-Tennessee game, Barton said, I don't know. What did you, you say, Kentucky? I don't know if I figured out that, what are they, what's their identity. Yeah, I think I said they're I, confounding. Yeah, I think I know exactly what they are. I think they are a tough physical team that wants to run the football. They are back-to-back, second year in a row, leading the SEC in rushing. Terry Wilson is becoming more of a Lynn Bowden Jr. type uh, quarterback than I thought. He's actually rushing for 73 yards a game. They have a nice balance with Rodriguez and Rose in the backfield. Um, They want to run the football. And Tennessee got absolutely trounced by Georgia in the run game. But it wasn't only that game. They've also been struggling against the rush. They're not that solid. I think this is that spot similar to the Miami game with Pitt. Um, You know, they just coming off a loss. They had so much into that, invested in that one. This to Tennessee. And I don't even think Tennessee thought they were going to win that game. But it was – all right, how do we stack up? They just they got beat up physically, mentally, exhausted. Better get ready to go. Another noon kick. I just I think this is one that has Kentucky. Uh, it's got it's ripe for a Tennessee upset right here. And that eight game win streak, I brought it up on here a bunch. It was a little bit fraudulent. I think Tennessee's 
comeback excitement was just a little bit ahead of itself. And I think they get a, a little bit more of a dose of reality this weekend. So I'm going to take Kentucky. What's the best number I can get? 190. All right. Win it outright. All right. I hope you're right because then my lock won. Who's up? I'll go because I, I am winning this competition and I'm, I'm crushing you gentlemen in this competition after another winner last week with my NC State plus 260. But I'm going the opposite of that this week. I'm going the team playing NC State because I talked about it on this show. I think NC State is going to be the chaos team this year. And Danny wants to trust the chaos. I am trusting the chaos. Duke. I am taking Duke plus 165 <laughs> against NC State. Don't hate it. Look ahead spot. NC State's got North Carolina on the horizon. Yep. Yeah. They're, if, if they're spending too much time in the cut, two straight road games, now you're at home. You're going to let some fans back in the stand. You know, we are the 7%. That's, uh, they, they might get a little bit too comfortable. Uh, all right. Uh, Barton, your money lines. Um, so when I was in high school and when I would um, maybe go out on a Friday or a Saturday night and perhaps um, – illegally consume adult beverages before the age of 21. And the next morning I might wake up and I'm not full speed. And maybe my dad might sense a little bit that last night, perhaps I didn't follow the rules. I mean, somehow he would always find like a healthy dose of chores for me to do, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like you got like all of a sudden, like the leaves just got to be raked like that, like in the morning. Now you can't wait till the afternoon. They got to be raked right now. Lawn's got to be mowed. You know, cars got to be whatever it is. There's some chores that have to be done. Pit football is the leave raking of the ACC. If Miami's got a hangover, pit football is is a rake in Miami's hands and they got to get there and do it and it's not going to be fun. And so I already am playing them plus the points. I think that they can win out right right and I'm getting a plus 390 number on them. Uh buddy, I can get you plus 440. Plus 440. Okay, great. Oh, gracious. Yeah, whatever. All right. Plus 440. Uh I think that Pitt I don't necessarily expect them to win, but at that again, at that value, I don't. I think you got to do put a little put a little money on it. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go pit, and I got another one because you guys keep on. I'm like I'm like one to two picks, sometimes three picks behind you guys on the money line sprinkle. So I, I see a similar principle here, not necessarily a hangover principle, but a just what the hell are we to make of the ACC principle? Uh, BC, what's my number there? Best I can get you for Boston College is three seventy-five. All right, I'm, this is going to be a, a big week here. So, I, like maybe Virginia Tech beats them by twenty points. I, I think that that's very much within the realm of possibility. But how are we like supposed to have any confidence in what Virginia Tech is from week to week? We don't really even know who the quarterback is. We don't really know what their, their secondary is going to look like. They've had COVID issues. Uh, Boston College, you can doubt them all you want, but they keep on figuring out ways to win. I, I, I think, again, this is just a great value for two teams that we don't really have a firm grasp on and, and could look very different week to week. I, I trust Boston College uh, to go in here expecting to win. 
And I'm not sure I fully trust Virginia Tech to have everything ironed out. Um, and so I think that's a I think that's plenty of value for me to get uh, get BC plus whatever you just said. All right, those are two long, long dogs, and I like that. I like that because I'm I'm a little bit jealous of it. I'm I'm sitting on number one late edition. I thought about only limiting myself in, instead of coming back with another twofer, but great great principle, Tom. Uh, the fighting Spavitals, they've been just a darling of this podcast. Uh, South Alabama is not a good team, should not be favored. Texas State, what am I going to get, 120? Uh, let me see. If I can get you, where'd you go, game? There we go. Uh, I can get you 120, yeah. Okay, let's go 120 uh, for Texas State. And uh, I will also be locking up because we've gotten back to midnight, right? So we started with 623 passing yards. Then we get, move on to the hangover letdown against Arkansas. Then we just have two points only from a safety. And so now we're back at the top. We've got Mike Leach at home in Starkville. We have purged the malcontents. <laughs> I'm going to be sprinkling Mississippi State plus 195. This is for, for all of the signature, like, like you're almost jumping on the other side of the signature win. Like if Texas A&M going on the road after that game against Florida, like I just, I don't, I don't know if there's an SEC opponent besides Vanderbilt that I would not like just already think, yeah, they could, they could win outright. There's a hilarity principle in play here because it'd be like, funny. Yeah, it would. It was. It would have been hilarious if A and M beat Florida last year, and now it would be equally hilarious if A and M were to lose to Mississippi State. That's a. I think that that's a fair principle here. After Mike Leach has lost to Arkansas and Kentucky, then to follow it up with the win against Texas A and M, nearly top ten Texas A and M at that. So, to review. All right, so we got everybody in there. Uh, our our picks. Wait, 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 wait. Does the dentist have a play this oh, week? Oh, thank Ooh, you. Oh, you know what? Like the dentist, he's. It was a very like. What did he say? It was cryptic. I, I didn't get. I didn't get a final answer. I think he. I don't think he has a play. He said his lock was going to be LSU, Florida. Uh, uh, he said I would pick the Ole Miss game, but I'm hearing COVID rumors. Can't find out who isn't playing. I'm not going to bet until I know what is going on. I do expect Arkansas defense to play Ole Miss offense better than people think. I'm leaning Arkansas, but that doesn't sound like a, a lock to me. You know what that sounds like? An to under. Me? Sounds like an under. <laughs> <laughs> so the dentist uh, going to take a pass week. All right, Tom's card. Uh, we've got the the lock infinity Alabama minus three and a half against Georgia. We've got lock unity U N I T Y with Pitt plus fourteen at Miami. Then he's going to be on Boston College plus twelve and a half at Virginia Tech. He's in a lock fight with Danny over that aforementioned Ole Miss Arkansas game. Tom on the under seventy six Kentucky plus six against Jarrett Garantano. Uh, the Virginia Wake under 61 and a half. That's a lock agreement with Barton. Texas State plus 30 against South Alabama. Western Kentucky plus 14 at UAB. Barton's card, uh, Bama minus three and a half. Pitt plus 14. The over 51 and a half in South Carolina. Auburn. Liberty minus two and a half at Syracuse. West Virginia minus 21 and a half against Kansas. And then uh, that under 61 and a half in Virginia Wake. Uh, Chip's card. Bama minus three and a half. Also the under in 
Alabama, Georgia at 56 and a half. BYU minus four and a half at Houston. The over 63 and a half in UNC, Florida State. South Carolina plus three and a half against Auburn. Uh, Wake plus two and a half against Virginia. Virginia Tech, BC over 62. Louisville plus 17 and a half against Notre Dame. And the Louisville, Notre Dame over 63 and a half. Danny's got uh, Bama minus three and a half, Pitt plus 14, BYU minus four and a half, the over 75 Ole Miss Arkansas in a lock fight with Tom, and then uh, South Carolina plus three and a half. No, no standing on his own. Everything's either a fight or yeah. an agreement or a unity or an infinity for uh, for the 1995 ACC Player of the Year, Danny Cannell. Uh, the, <laughs> the money line sprinkles. Tom's going against his beloved Wolfpack with Duke plus 165. Barton keeping it in the ACC with a pit plus 440. BC plus 375. One of those hits, it's a profitable week. Uh, I've got Texas State plus 120. Mississippi State plus 195 because it'd be funny. And Danny's going Kentucky plus 190. You know, we got so many games getting canceled, but that's still still a whole, whole boatload of picks for the people. I feel good about it. That is, yeah, you've got a stacked card, but you're right. I didn't even notice that about Danny's card. It's like, so we all kind of have to root for Danny to do well this week or it'll be bad for all of us. <laughs> the syndicate is invested in Danny Cannell's uh, five picks this week. No, mm-hmm. Dan- Danny just invested in like an index fund uh, of the syndicate. <laughs> just like da- dabbling in everyone's picks. He's just playing the market. The you know, market keeps on going up. Yeah, then it's good. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Barton Simmons. You can follow him at Tom Fernelli. You can follow him at Danny Cannell. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. Yes, sir. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com.